American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. To the kids at the Ronald McDonald House at Stanford University Hospital, Dave Schaub is a superhero, and his hot rod ranks with the Batmobile. In 2011, the jovial California grocer drove his Brizio-built 32 Ford Roadster through all 49 continental United States in an amazing 7 days, 14 hours, and 21 minutes. We featured a picture of Dave at the finish line in Alaska and one of our recent friends in the Fastlane column. In part two of our conversation with Dave, you'll find out that he discovered an unexpected benefit from his trip. He got to meet what he calls a real America, the people who make up the heart of this great nation. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins, from famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems. Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. We're talking with Dave Schaub, who in 2011 drove over 8,000 miles and hit every state of the Union within the continent in seven days. Were you mainly on expressways as you drove, or in order to make those those unique you know, cutting into the many states at once. Did you get off onto side roads as well? Yes, I did. It, uh, it was a combination of um, highways, you know, and freeways. You know, one of the areas, uh, in fact, where Ken had told me, um, you know, going up through Maryland and then dropping down into Harper's Ferry. In that Harper's Ferry area, um, it was a little two-lane roads, but I got West Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, um, and Virginia, all in that area. You just had to um, take a look at the map and, and uh, figure out where's the well, best way to go. Yeah, Dave, were you doing this all on your own, or did you have a chase crew that was with you that was helping you? No. You... <laughs> no, I was out there on my own. You're kidding. Um, How did you stay I, you awake know, for seven days? Well, that's the other thing. You, have, you know, we talked about training. Um, you know, my military experience taught me that uh, – you know, if you're going to do something and, and uh, you know, it's going to be difficult, you need to train for that. So what I would do is I would stay up till midnight, I'd watch Leno, and then after that I would <laughs> go to sleep. And I'd get up at 6 in the morning, I'd go do my walk, take a shower, go to work. After work, I'd come home, do my other walk, have dinner, stay up and watch Leno again, wow. and then go to bed. So I got my body used to five-hour sleep. So when I got ready to do this uh, deal, I, I figured, you know, over time, if I did everything just perfect, I'd still get five hours sleep, and I'd still be able to do this without any problem. Was that five hours a day or five hours total? Well, five hours total. What I would do is I would start at midnight and mm-hmm. then go to six in the morning, get something to eat. Then I would go to noon, and I would get a little something to eat then. And then from noon until 6, I'd just kind of break up the day. By 6 or 7 o'clock, I was in the hotel asleep. And then at midnight again, I would get up and leave. And that, that took ah, care of a okay. couple of things. Uh, one had to do with traffic. Um, the yes. other was, you know, I'm off the road when everybody else is going home. So. Anyway. And it did take a little bit of time, very short, short amount of time each day in order to be able to sleep because I couldn't, I couldn't, your nose, no dose bill would have been rather large otherwise. You know, there's no, no getting over it. I mean, uh-uh. it, no dose isn't going to help you if, nope. um, if you're so deep sleep deprived. So um, the best thing to do, and I did that um, about the fourth day all the way up through Utah. In fact, I took a couple of naps. And um, it's amazing what a 15-minute power nap will do. And um, anyway, I did that a couple of times. And also um, when I was going up through Canada, 
you know, to leave um, Washington State. You still right. have to drive the whole length of British Columbia to get right. to Alaska. Yes. In all of your travels there, Dave, what was the toughest stretch of highway for you? The toughest one, um, it had to have been the, um, the one up through Canada that, uh, well, I, t- I tell you, there was actually a couple of them, and, and one of them was my mistake on the third day. I got up at midnight and was putting in my, my route stops for the next day as entering in, into my GPS. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my GPS locked me out. It was asking for a, a password. And, oh, no. You know, I've owned this thing for four years, and I, I'm trying to figure out how in the heck did I, what did I do? <laughs> no. And, and uh, it took, took me a half hour to figure out what it was. And in the meantime, I'm desperately, you know, I'm sweating. It's in Florida, and I'm got bugs crawling all over me because oh. my little headlight is on my forehead. And uh, so anyway, it was it was horrible. So anyway, now I'm trying to put in my way stops. And um, after I got the computer cl- cleared, I finally figured out how to do that. Once I did, then I put them in, and one, I must have missed one. I missed Texarkana is what I did. Ooh. So anyway, and it was a major one. So when I got to the middle of Arkansas, I knew I had a problem. And so um, immediately I stopped the car, got my phone out, looked to see where I was at, and uh, I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a, a hundred, well, an hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was boy. an hour out of my way. So then I had to drive back. So that, that day cost me two and a half hours of sleep. Oh. And um, so that, that was the start of, um, you know, being behind. And uh, actually, when I got to Washington State, I crossed the border there. I was six days, two hours and 30-something minutes Wow. Um, that I had done the 48 states in. So those two hours and, and 48 minutes really made a difference. This oh, thing had to be right. absolutely perfect for me to get into Hyder, Alaska, right at seven days. Well, as I hear you doing this, I'm I'm just uh, amazed. You know, first of all, the feet, when you look at it on paper or something, but as I hear all the details of this and the fact that you did this without a chase crew, without a whole lot of resources behind you, then your own wits and the GPS that every now and then said, who are you? Uh, you, your car held out and all that. I mean, it, it was a real feat for both man and car to make that kind right. of distance. Incredible. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, I had a tracking device with me so people could actually go on the computer and go to my website and they could track me. as a, Every 10 minutes, I would put down a track. So I had people from all over the country would be sending me emails and sending me text messages. Plus, I had my wife at home. Yeah. She was handling I would be sending her pictures and give her some detailed descriptions over the phone. You know, she would just jot that down, and that would go on the blog for that night. Dave, yeah. how much – you were doing this to raise money, am I right? That's correct. Yeah, it was a, a charity drive for – I called it Driving for the Kids, and it was for the Ronald McDonald House. That's wonderful. And at Stanford Hospital. So. How, how much money were you able to raise in the end for the hospital? Totally, I think we're right at 190000 um, The Wonderful. first drive I did, the uh, 49 and 9, I raised 119000 And um, I think we're at, I'm not sure exactly, but I think we're at somewhere around seventy or 75000 or Remarkable. something like that yeah. for the one for the second drive. But, well, fantastic. Yeah. So now, how do you top this? <laughs> <laughs> Swim well, the distance? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know, there's there's a couple other things that happened. And, and um, you know, the road was washed out in Hyder, Alaska. Oh. And about midway uh, midway through the through the deal, I got a call from my Canadian buddies, and they said, the road's gone to Hyder, Alaska. You can't even get there. There's 10 miles of the road is completely washed down the canyon. 
And so at that point, I, I didn't know what to do, but I was going to, I called my hot rod buddies and uh, drag racing friends, and I was trying to get um, the car airlifted to Hawaii. And uh, <laughs> so that was in the midst of happening while the Canadians were trying to rebuild the road. And as it just works out, I mean, this hot rodding world that we live in uh, is so small and so tight. The uh, interior minister of British Columbia has breakfast with a hot rod buddy of mine that is a really close friend of another friend of mine. And that's how I knew. He said, just keep coming. He says, we'll have a pilot car for you when you get there. But when I got there, they had switched crews and the pilot guy, unfortunately, he hadn't heard anything about me. And so he left me standing there for you know, six hours before you let me across into Hyder. So that was another bummer, um, oh. you know, because you were asking about the worst part of the time. <laughs> yes, there you were at the finish line. Yeah, and this guy 30, is... 30 miles. <laughs> oh, oh, and the last yeah. 30 miles. But you, you did it. You did it in seven days, 14 hours, and then a number of minutes. So you right. were well into that seventh day, and some of that had been the, the situation in Texas. But then also the six hours waiting in, in yeah. Canada. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But it's a it's an incredible story. Um, I are you going to write this up like in a in a book form sometime? You know what? So many people have um, have talked about that, and I, I've got such great memories on both of those drives. And um, I may share that someday. Um, you know, it would probably. Um, you know, maybe when I retire, I'll get uh, get, get on a book you know, deal or something. I can see so many people from both the hot rodding world, our folks with American Road Magazine who love the back roads, and people who would just be enthralled by what you experienced as you went across America. Because I don't even know, we could probably spend hours on this. You know, the, the question would be, you know, did you see America in a different way? Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. I, I have to share this with you. On the first trip when I um, crossed the border from Oregon into Washington and I finished the, the 48 states and I was on my way, I got a phone call from the PR person at um, the Ronald McDonald House. And she said, we're watching you cross the border here and you're on your way. You have one more state left to do. She said, this is just incredible. And she says, but I want to, I have a surprise for you. And I'm thinking, you know, here I am. <laughs> She's going to give a surprise for me. And anyway, all of a sudden she counts one, two, three. And she had gathered up all of the kids from the Ronald McDonald house. And they had them all in one room and they started chanting, go Dave, go. Oh. And I have to tell you, um, if there was a moment in my life, if something would have happened to the car, I would have drug it <laughs> to Hyder, <laughs> Alaska. Those kids, it was such an inspiration. And, and of course, there was a lot of moments where it was, I mean, I was just weeping, not only from that one, but from some of the beauty, you know, that yes. this country has. Yes. And you see, uh, you see every kind of you have to see what America's agriculture is all about. Mm. And I'll tell you what, um, we feed the world, and you can see it when you go cross-country. I mean, yeah. a lot yeah. of people are stale in their um, in their environment and cities and stuff. you got to go out and get in the country and get on those little two-lane roads. Yep. Um, you meet some great people, and you, and you see some wonderful things. Dave, uh, I tell you, you have nailed it. That is our mantra, and I think it couldn't end better with uh, our conversation with Dave Schell from Palo Alto, California, 2011. 
1932 Ford High Bar Roadster custom made. He made it through all 49 continental states in seven days, 14 hours, and some change. It was an 8,680-mile trip from Maine to Hyder, Alaska. Dave, thank you so much for sharing your trip with us. I really hope someday you'll let us know if you're going to be, you know, sit down with a ghostwriter or somebody who can put your story together. But it sounds like you have so many wonderful things to remember because of the unique perspective you have on this country. Well, Foster, it's been great chatting with you. You've been listening to the second part of a two-part interview with Dave Schaub, a man who accomplished a remarkable feat of driving through all 49 continental United States in just seven days and so many hours. This interview was brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.